What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you as we always do from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and joining me as they do each and every week are my friends, my cohorts, my compadres. First of all, he is the man who puts the main in water main. We're talking about Ron. What's happening? And of course, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old bearded ginger feller. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a shameful thing. Lobster head, it's Diesel. What's going on, my minnows? I just want to point out, after being at uh, George's house for the Royal Rumble, uh, and us making fun of the Seamus song, it has now been stuck in my head for two full days. <laughs> nice. <laughs> two full days. Uh, before we jump in about our trip, because we obviously were at me and Diesel were together this weekend, let's find out how Ron's week was. Ron, how's your week been? Uh, the week's been all right. Uh, we had the Wednesday game group, uh, and uh, you know we're, we came to the conclusion we are going to finish Dungeon in a Box. So we're working on that. We're almost done. I think we got a book and a half left. So we're working on that. But um, you know, new guy Ryan and his ultimate DMing skills <laughs> had a full pop because it was hilarious. He was like, uh, we're fighting whatever creature it was, whatever, it doesn't matter. And he's like, uh, uh, one of the guys rolls his first attack. He's like, does a 17 hit? Yes. And he rolls his second attack, does a 14 hit? He's like, and like he doesn't say anything. And then all of a sudden he's like, does the 14 hit? And he just looks up, he's like, yeah, the 17 hit. So yes, a 14 would hit. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, because between 17 and 14, there's... 15, there's 16, 15, <laughs> so it'll hit. He's like, no, 14's lower, and he rolled it second. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how math works. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, faux pas. Faux pas. It was just funny. We, we made fun of him for, for the rest of the night, as we do. Um, but other than that, you know, he's doing fine. It was actually a fun little campaign. Well, in uh, honor of that, we give him the, uh, this man! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, man. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> We're a rough crowd. Um, we had our Friday game group. Uh, so that went through. We finally got them to the entrance of the Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, so they're at the tomb. Turn around. It's not going to go well. <laughs> uh, Turn around. Well, I... Every now and then I get... We started late because uh, my buddy's daughter had her last bowling match. So she had to go do her bowling match. And then they went out for... Because she's a senior, they went out for food, so we didn't start until like almost eight, yeah. fifteen or so. So I kind of, I wanted to get them there and get started, so we can be just be like, hey, we're finally in here, and like the first entrance, <laughs> you know, they found the fake entrance, and I'm like, all right, do you want to do this? I'm like, okay, no, I tried to, I pushed them a little bit to the way, and then of course, you know, they walk in to the first, you know, the real entrance, and it's like, oh, you see a lever in front of you. As soon as one walks through the door, halfway through the room, an hourglass pops down, and you're just supposed to start counting from down from 10. And so you just 
so I shout 10, 9, 8, 7. He goes, I run over and pull the lever. Well, that's the trap. <laughs> Should have turned around. <laughs> that's a trap! I almost killed both, uh, three of the members. <laughs> So they're they're in the tomb, uh, and we're, we ended it after getting actually through the second door, and they have wasted most of their heal spells because they don't have a few a cleric. They have a druid and a ranger that are doing what they can. So they've wasted, and it's not t- looking good. It's fifteen minutes into the temple. Oh, <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, uh, Wednesday or Saturday, watched the rumble with Josh at my place. You know, we did our thing there. You know, so, and then, of course, Sunday was watch the Rams make it to the Super Bowl, baby. There we made go. it. We made it. There you go. We bought a championship, and I'm okay with it. Hey, sometimes you just got to get there. Uh, so that leaves me and Diesel, and uh, Diesel, I'll go with you. Uh, how was your week? And then we'll talk about our trip because we have a joint trip together. Well, you feel like playing your favorite song? No, oh, Jesus, no. I can't do that because we get uh, hit with no, the... No, 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 the band song. Which oh, oh yeah there was oh oh Ooh. well oh, you want to talk about that right up front yeah we'll talk about that because we're in the world of gaming and as right. working at the game store we had magic bannings again this week all right man it's, it gets me excited get the fuck out of here those cards are too powerful you are wasting monies. Usually nerds! What do we got? Alright, in standard this week, we had Alran's Epiphany Band, which needed it. Divide by Zero, a three-mana bounce spell, Band. Didn't make much sense, but... And then, uh, and for the worst argument ever, well, every deck plays this land. It's a man land. Apparently, people don't remember Mutavault. Faithless Haven is banned. What? Yeah, it was weird. Then... Uh. Uh, we're, we'll go over to Historic before we go to the main event. Uh, Memory Lapse is banned and was suspended previously. And Teferi Time Raveler has been rebalanced and unbanned. I love how it's been rebalanced. They, like fucking so tires. Online only so they can change the wording of the card. And uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. But in the main event, Legacy, the gentleman's format, a young nimble pilferer, Ragavan, has been banned. <laughs> ah, there you go. And that, that, hit, that hit. I was like, so uh, any any news on like uh, unlimited volcanic islands going up in value yet? No, they would, they would yeah. probably go down for a little while, yeah. and then go back up. Yeah. But yeah, um, that was the biggest news in my life because I, working at a game store, this shit matters, I guess, quote unquote. But yeah, it was a boring week, work, and then had a good uh, good time getting out of town, and that's where we'll go right now. <laughs> yeah, we went to Geneva. Yeah, my my work week was normal, and it was a good fine week, but. Myself, Diesel, my wife, the kid, we all went to Geneva to see my friend George, or our friend George, I should say, and uh, the kids for the royalist of rumbles, because uh, it's tradition. I mean, we missed, a, we figured out in the kitchen we missed two, because 2020 and 2021 sucked pretty bad, yeah. uh, for different reasons for 2021, but 2020, had, uh, w- you know, there was uh, rumors and innuendos about the, uh, uh, you know, the the sickness, if you will, the vids. The vids. So we decided it was better off to leave that be. But anyways, uh, so, you know, we had a good time. Uh, kids were running wild. Uh, it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. We'll be talking about uh, the Royals of Rumbles on 607 TW West this week. Back at its normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday night. 
You can watch the replay on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Also, you can find it in podcast form late Monday night or if, when you wake up on Tuesday. Anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 TWS. Uh, but uh, Diesel, how was uh, the weekend? Uh, I know you don't like the wrestling so much, but uh, what, any big takeaways from Geneva? No, no, uh, it, was, it was a fun time. Uh, it, it was uh, that that bed was actually really comfortable at the hotel. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed the Rumble um, as a very casual WWE watcher, whereas I only watched the Royal Rumble and <laughs> WrestleMania. I, I enjoyed it. I, I understand this probably wasn't the best Rumble in the history of the Royal Rumbles, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm there with it, and in 607 TWS, I'll be talking about it more. But uh, I will say this. If I was watching the product all the time, which we know we yeah. I don't, yeah. I would probably been a, a little more upset like some of the people online. But since I don't watch that much, I was like, yeah, it entertained me. It yeah, did what it needed to do. It wasn't great, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Also, I'm watching with uh, you and George, so we're just cracking fucking jokes. Yeah. I mean, during the women's rumble, I mean, as disrespectful as it may sound, I kept ch- uh, shooting out hand checks to people <laughs> as the, their favorite female wrestlers came into the ring. Uh, greatest response goes to the do- the one and only dog, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. I mean, I like I said, I enjoyed it. Also, I enjoyed hanging out with Diesel and George. George made some uh, really cool uh, uh, meat and cheese dip, yep. salsa dip. I housed the shit out of that. Also, the little uh, pigs in the blanket, if you will, uh, not down south pigs in the blanket, up north pigs in the blanket. You know, the little hot dogs wrapped in the croissants, 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 croissants. Croissant. But uh, that stuff, it was awesome. I had yeah. a good time. I always do. And uh, we'll be back up there for WrestleManias because that's Mike. just it's just tradition. But uh, good times. We're had by all. And uh, with that being said, though, I think that's going to take us uh, out of this. And it's time to give a little opening plugs. So if uh, you would like to get a hold of us, say anything uh, you would like to us, whether good, bad, or indifferent, say hi. Tell us a movie you'd like us to review or whatever. You can do that. Add on our social medias. We're Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like and share the page at Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. It's very important also that it is the number three, not the word three, when you're talking 3FN. Uh, of course, also, you can find us on our website. That's the best place to get all the information. 8122productions.com. And of course, we got the T Public store up there. You get the link to that. You got the link to what I just mentioned a minute ago, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Also, the links to uh, the bands that you hear on the show, including the band that you hear do the opening every single week, the opening intro. Of course, that is our good friend. Shout at the robot. Support them. Check them out. And of course, uh, friends of the show and so much more over there at 8122 Productions. Dot com and over there there's also a link to uh, if you would like to support us monetarily for our patreon patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content and on top of that you help support everything we do from podcasting to streaming and more patreon.com slash 8122productions.com and if you forgot any of the links i just mentioned you can find them in the description to in the podcast description below da, 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 da. that's right the Island Mario stuff, really, I really like it. <laughs> well, it's another week of uh, slower news, but we do have news coming up for you. And, of course, in the second half of the show, we have Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. He gives you the box office, the upcoming films, which we do finally have some to, to talk about. And, of course, last but not least, the top three of the week. And then, of course, it's Diesel's Movie Club pick. And this week, because of the Royal Rumble, I'll just let you know, 
It's going to be Ready to Rumble, starring the 607TWS slash formerly known as 3FNW World's Champion David Arquette. So we can't wait to talk about that one. But before we do that, as I pointed out, it is time for... This week's edition of the Nerd News. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, hit that, man. Well, we're going to open up with some trailer news, of course. And it was a big deal because that went down yesterday during the uh, championship games for the NFL. Of course, what I'm talking about is we knew it was coming to Paramount Plus, but now we finally saw the, the teasers and the trailer for the Halo TV show. Uh, I know that myself and Iran were watching the games, and I know Diesel probably was not watching the games, uh, but I know we all saw the trailer. And so I'm going to start with Ron. How are you feeling about the Halo TV series trailer? Yeah, I'm good with it for what it is. We'll give it a shot, obviously. I mean, it's Halo. I mean, I don't have any hopes for it because, A, it's a video game adaptation or something. So, And you already know the story. Very if smart. You, if you played the game. Like, that's the problem I have with some of these things. Like, we already know what's going on because you play the game. You already know how it goes. Like, I, I give them credit for the fact that they're keeping the helmet on Master Chief. For now, <laughs> that, that's fine. Diesel until they pull a Mandalorian and have to take that helmet off. <laughs> um, so I've never been into the world of Halo, so I watched this and I was like, "It looks kind of cool," but I have zero frame of reference for anything in there, and I'm just like, "Yeah, this this one's not for me." Well, as you guys know, I'm mostly a PlayStation guy, but I do know Halo, and I have played Halo multiple times in my life. I do enjoy the games for the most part. Uh, I will say this. I didn't mind the look of it so far. Of course, with the trailer, you know, I can't say that this makes me want to run out and buy Paramount+. Plus. That is still the one streaming service I do not have, and uh, i probably keep it that way. Someone's got to get it because I need my Survivor fix. Uh, well, <laughs> you better find somebody else. But uh, with that being said, I, I, I still don't get in. It's not a shot at the show. I, I, like Ron, also like the fact that they kept Master Chief in the helmet. I also thought it was funny that they let the uh, one character in the show go, Master Chief, that's an interesting name. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought thought it was kind of you know yeah, a fun yeah. nod uh the aliens looked really cool uh so I, I thought they did a good job overall visually once again it can look like a million bucks and the story can suck and who knows but you know hey if you're a halo fan it'd be worth checking out it does seem like they are sticking to the lore of halo so that's also a, a bonus for the game fans uh but uh I'll, I'll let other people check it out and then maybe jump in because it's one of those things that you i might use a uh i will say this if i hear it's good I may use a free, uh, you know, a free uh, trial to watch, binge watch the whole thing when it's all said and done. I, I'm not. I, I'm just not on board with Paramount, Paramount Plus. Paramount yeah. Plus isn't doing a lot for me right yeah. now. And since I I spend enough money on yeah. fucking streaming services, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, just for you guys, if you don't know, it is exclusively going to be on Paramount Plus, and it will be launching the first episode on March 24th. So not too far away. Uh, I'm wondering if they'll do some kind of big. Uh, Super Bowl thing as well, but they kind of did. They kind of were smart and did it during the championship games because the Super Bowl is always hard to get into, yeah. and we know we know the MCU is going to be showing up for the Super Bowl. So, yes. with that being said, though, there was one other trailer that came out this week, and uh, we had teasers before, but I thought this was the best trailer I've seen so far, and it's finally made me interested in actually probably watching the movie. And since I already have Netflix, it makes it easier. And of course, that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which will be coming out on February 18th, and this movie has had a lot. A lot of very troubling 
things around it. Uh, they were on their third set of directors last Ooh. we checked. Yeah. Uh, Fetty Alvarez, of course, the director of the remake of The Evil Dead, and amongst other things, he is the producer only on this movie. But I guess he was uh, he had his hands in, in it a little too much, and that's why a couple of the directors left. Uh, and then, of course, it got sold to Netflix. Uh, mind you, it was shot before going to Netflix, so that clean Netflix look, I don't think it's suffering from. And looking at the trailer, it, it didn't. It looks like a movie, but that's also because it wasn't shot for Netflix. They bought the finished product. Uh, this last trailer, though, it made, it made it interesting. It is doing the requel, as we talked about from the Scream movies and everything else. It is doing the requel philosophy. It is a direct sequel to the original film. It takes place in present day. And, yeah, uh, it looks all right. I know Diesel shan't be watching this. No. God, I know that Ron will, me and Ron will watch it and we'll yeah. probably give a review on this show, whether it's on this show or as an extra clip, we will definitely review the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it comes out. Good, bad, or indifferent. But uh, this was the first time I looked at the trailer and went, ah, I might actually want to watch this movie. Prior to this, I was yeah. on the fence. Yeah. If it came across, I probably would have watched it. But Well, it also helps that it's on Netflix and I have that. So it's not like I have to buy it. Uh, so next up, uh, we finally found out that uh, Warner Brothers has confirmed that the Mortal Kombat 2, the sequel, is greenlit, which we were expecting anyways. But uh, they also have let in that it is being uh, it's being written by a writer from Moon Knight. Jeremy Slater will be mm -hmm. writing the sequel. The information that we're giving you comes via Deadline. Where the scoop that Jeremy Slater was hired to write the Mortal Kombat sequel was first announced. Unfortunately, there isn't much more information available at this time other than New Line Cinema hiring Slater for the project and that it's greenlit officially. We always assumed it would because it made enough money. How are you feeling about, uh, well, we all feel good about the green light, but how are you feeling about Jeremy Slater being the writer of the sequel to Mortal Kombat? Ron, you're a bigger fan of this, so I'll go with you first. I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't know what else he's actually done. So the fact that we haven't seen Moon Knight yet. I mean, it's a video game movie. Like, the first one, the the story wasn't that great, but it was action-packed, and that's all that really they need. So if they just follow that motif, I'm sure it'll do just as well. And you stick with the, the fatalities like they did, I'm sure it'll work. We'll get to see, obviously, more characters. Um, so, you know, it's a question is of who he decides to put in, if he's a fan good if he's not he's just going for the paycheck that's good too i get it i mean i will know after uh, moon night i gotcha diesel uh, i know that you 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 were on the fence and you yeah. kind of dug the uh some parts of the mortal Kombat movie how are you feeling about this news yeah hopefully now that they actually have a writer attached i'm pretty sure the first one did not have a writer attached because wow there was no storyline yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah so hopefully there's like yeah, I'm definitely on the fence on this just because, like, yeah, there were some cool scenes in it, but I just wanted a little bit of story. I can deal with giant plot holes and all that stuff. I just wanted a little bit of story going forward. So hopefully we'll find out after New Moon Night how good this guy is, yeah. and that'll probably be the uh, final test for me. I'll see it either way, though. Yeah, no, we'll probably talk about it right here on the show when we when it comes out. But I'll say this. Uh, first of all, I'm with you. I would like a little more story. The, the Mortal Kombat was... Yeah, at best. I mean, there was some cool action scenes, but there wasn't really much substance to it. You know, as you remember, we kind of scored it a little low. Uh, but I will say this. I am also, the second thing I want to add to this is I am on the team of Johnny Cage needs to be played by The Miz. Yes. <laughs> the Miz needs to be Johnny Cage. Make that happen. That should be the first thing that you guys are going out and doing because that's what most fans want to see. Next up, we have some C-Dub-U news. And in the Arrowverse, because I think we're still calling it the Arrowverse, yeah. 
Uh, we are finding out that the star of The Flash, The Flash himself, Grant Gustin, reportedly finalizing another year-long deal for the CW series, leaving the door open for a season nine. Uh, this, according to the report from Deadline, Gustin has agreed to one-year contract with a maximum of 15 episodes, though a multi-year deal was originally offered and will now take home over $200,000 an episode. With Gustin set to sign another contract, the Arrowverse season is expected to be renewed for Season 9, making it the longest-running Arrowverse series on the CW after Arrow, which ran for eight seasons. Uh, I know that uh, you dove into this a little bit, uh, Diesel. How are you feeling about uh, yet another Arrow season and uh, possibly paying the shit out of uh, Grant Gustin? 200k an episode. Get that money, boy. Get that money. Um, I tapped out of the Arrowverse a couple years ago now um but i'm glad it's still going because i know there's still a lot of people that enjoy it and wow he's that's a pretty good paycheck right there looking at three million dollars for a, a year doing yeah. a tv show fuck yeah boy yeah. i say um, yeah i mean i'm surprised he, he did sign up for it but i mean it's probably just wants to give the fans their yeah he seems like the guy that would give their fans the final push that it, uh or the ending that they think they yeah. deserve um, I don't know if he'll stick for season 10, but you'll see what happens. I mean, we had Supernatural for 15, so yeah. I'm sure if he tries to push for 10, it's just to go with Smallville. Yeah. That's honestly the truth. So we'll see what happens. We'll go, we'll go one year at a time. I haven't watched too much of this season, so I can't really give too much details on that one. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, 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 I've, I kind of tapped out a little while ago. I'm not saying that they're bad shows. I just yeah. kind of got out of a little while ago. But I'm glad he's getting paid, especially after they snubbed him for the movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of returns, we got another big return, although there's not a ton of information about it yet. Variety is reporting that Bryce Dallas Howard will return to the director's chair for The Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, fans are should be super excited about it because Bryce Dallas Howard directed some of the best episodes from Season 2. Uh, I say let's fucking go. Yep. Give me more Bryce Dallas Howard. What do you think, Diesel? Because you were the biggest critic of the show originally and then came around to it. How are you feeling about Bryce Dallas Howard coming back in the director's seat for season three? Uh, I'm loving it. Um, uh, I don't know how far you guys are into the book of Boba Fett, but she did direct the last episode yep. of that too. Very good. And people are, the Star Wars fans are clamoring for her to get her own set of movies now. Uh, I've, heard, I've seen all this and I agree with yeah. it between Mandalorian yeah. season two directing and then the last episode of, uh, without spoilers, the last episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, just, just put it out there. She she deserves yeah. to be a full-time Star Wars writer right up there with Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau. They just hand that entire universe and Taika Waititi. Just yes. hand the entire universe over to those four, yes. and we'll be fine. Yeah, she gets the character. She gets how to tell that story. Absolutely. We'll want to see more of her work. Uh, Ron, how are yeah. you feeling? Oh, I'm good with it. Do it. I'm I'm all in. I want to see more. Like, just how she did that last episode was amazing. She's yeah. phenomenal. And I'll tell you what, all that in between, still acting. Because, of yep. course, she's going to be in the new Jurassic World movie coming out this year as well. So, kudos to her, man. Hard worker, just like her dad. Amazing stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, things last week, we mentioned in passing, because uh, we didn't dive too far into it. Because there's not a lot of details, just like that with this. Uh, Microsoft purchased uh, Blizzard. Which I thought was a big move for Microsoft. Of course, uh, Blizzard uh, most most famously makes some of the best games out there, including they have the World of Warcraft uh, 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 license, which if they can mark corner that market, that's pretty awesome for Microsoft, right? Yes. Well, not to be outdone, our favorite people over at Sony <laughs> have reportedly, or actually they're reporting it, bought Bungie for <laughs> $3.6 
billion dollars. So we do know the cost of this. And uh, let's just say they're spending that Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> money is what I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, how do you guys feel about Sony who can't even get PlayStation 5s into people's homes? Buying Bungie. What, what what has Bungie put out? Because I I'm well, right out of now the game they're riding world. high on Destiny. Okay, yes. okay, so ugh. Ugh. that's 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 their big horse right there. Right now it is. Currently that is the big ugh. horse for Bungie. Ugh. Currently, I mean they have other stuff in the works. Don't get me wrong. I know some video game nerds are yelling at the the thing right now. You got to remember, we're not that big into the video games. But I I would have to say, and I mean I could ask Ron. I'd have to say Destiny is the most. The, it makes the most money for them. Yeah, well, currently, yeah, currently, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't any, think that the, anything else t- even comes close to it, uh, and especially because they got that new uh, big reset coming out right now. They have another new. Okay. So th- they've kept Destiny two around, and now instead of making a Destiny three, they're just keep releasing these gigantic uh, add-on plays. Okay. Although this new one, my mom was telling me, like by itself, is still like sixty or seventy bucks, and you can get it in the bundle with the other two no, were, expansions. They, for they were the, the original Halo. Yes, they, they, yes, they created yeah, Halo originally. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about that. Also, I would like to point out, Sony has said that this is not going to be an exclusive thing. So Bungie will not just be making games for Sony. They will be making claims across platforms. Okay, yeah. that's cool, at least. So, I mean, I, I see that they can make some money that way, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, but I'm just saying, recently, Destiny is their big seller. Hopefully, it paid uh, for in Dogecoin. <laughs> Crimson uh, Myth, the two myths, uh, all the Halos... Uh, eh, it might not be a bad purchase, but that's a lot of fucking money. That yeah. is a lot of money. That is uh, a lot of money. some old Mac OS game. <laughs> yeah, they've been around they've for a long time. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so a lot, a lot of their old old Mac OS games that people actually like, Minotaur, the Labyrinth, the uh, Pathways into Darkness. I actually kind of remember those games. God, I'm old. Yeah. Um, no disagreement here. Yeah. Um, Marathon, which was the Wolfenstein uh, Doom uh, parody, basically. Oh God, I remember those games now too. Oh Jesus Christ! Of course. Well, with that being said, though, I mean, I think it's. I think, like I said, the yeah. big takeaways here is they're spending some of that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home money, and uh, I mean, if they can make some dollar-dollar bills off of it, my my only thing is PlayStation. On a serious note, you know what? I haven't played this yet, but I think it's time for me to do it right here and now, Diesel. I, I'm just thinking about this, and I think it needs to happen. Sony, get people fucking PS5s. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about you buying Bungie if nobody's there to fucking play any of the games? Like, literally, still to this day, you cannot go to a store and buy them. They sent me an email, finally, that said, hey, you could have a chance to be Mm -hmm. in a lottery to buy a PS5. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, we sold over a million units. But they're still making games for PS4, which they had to go back and redo because they were going away from them. Yeah. And the reason they're doing it is because not enough people are buying PS5 games. The reason why? Nobody owns a fucking PS5 because the same people have bought 10 or 15 of them. And finally, consumers got smart to not paying a 1000 Not every consumer. No. But there's a lot of them that got smart to not paying above retail. And said, yeah. fuck it. I'll just wait. Even worse for you guys, Xbox has stocked all their shit. So a lot of people I know have switched over to Xbox for their next-gen system. Too little, too late, Sony. Wow. Just, yeah. just 
just fucking wow you guys well, fucking suck i've been a, i've been playing play i had a, a an original playstation when they came out yep. i have bought every system when they came out with the exception of the ps5 which i was gonna buy for my kid and guess what you guys gonna make them and i don't want to hear about this fucking bullshit shortage and everything fucking else maybe in 2020 when it first happened but guess what xbox doesn't have any problems putting out xboxes right now i can go to walmart right now and buy a fucking xbox i can go to walmart right now and buy a nintendo switch you yep. are the only company not putting out its shit. And on top of that, let's get some more fucking controllers for PS4s, you assholes. You keep using this shortage bullshit, but all your competitors are not having a problem. So shape up or ship the fuck out. But that's that's just normal for Sony because you're a piece of shit fucking organization. I can't wait for Disney to buy you, and then maybe shit will get better. Yeah, well, There it is. Hopefully sooner than later. There it is, man. I don't know if I don't know if, some, if Disney would keep the video game side of things though. I don't know. Maybe because they like to make money. They do. They like to make fucking money. Sony, learn from Disney. Make fucking money. It's the console war question. Well, they how, had how, how the much bad money part do you about make? this. Well, here's the problem. The bad part about this is they had Xbox on the heels. Yeah, they did. Coming out of the last gen, they did. PS4 against the Xbox One. Yeah was PS4 all day. Yeah. And a lot of people switched over. And then they dropped the ball here, and now people are switching. It's, it's, it's fucking insane. They could have really, if they wouldn't have dropped the ball on this, they would have been fine. And the fact that they put out things like, we sold 1 million systems. Yeah, to fucking 200,000 people. <laughs> you fucking morons. And that's why you can't sell a game. Like, they have no money off the games. That's the one thing everybody's making fun of them for. And then there's a reason they push games back is because now they have to go back and redo them for the PS4 because nobody has a PS5. That's the only way they can sell games. Fucking hilarious. No, I, it's hilarious. I'm going to be annoyed if Injustice 2 is... Or Injustice Justice 3, 3. Is, uh, is not PS5 or... Ah. I'll be pissed. <laughs> Whichever one it comes out on in whatever system I can get at that time. I mean, it'll be on Xbox too, but if, if I have to get it buy an Xbox Play in Justice 3, I'm buying an that's Xbox what's Play. Gonna, that's what's going to fucking happen. I'll tell you right now. That's, I've said the same thing. i said the same thing. So, by the way, Sony, at the end of all of this... Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. You're cool. Xbox, you're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. That's right. I'm out. <laughs> Fuckers. Anyways... And also, Sony, learn how to make a fucking movie. And if Disney doesn't help you with it, it's going to suck. The only thing that's selling me on Morbius right now is I get to look at sexy-ass Jared Leto without a shirt on. Sexy. God damn it. Oh. If he wasn't in that movie without a shirt on, guess what? I want to be going. Oh, same reason why I went to see Aquaman. Not for Jared Leto, though. For, for <laughs> I went for the same reason all the soccer moms. But maybe Jason Momoa with a shirt off. Sold, unless he shaves. Oh. It was still really <laughs> weird to see him shaved in Dune. Eh, never again. Never again, hopefully. So we got one final news story for you, and this one I saved for last intentionally, because <laughs> I think I'm going to have some fun with this. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the long, I'm, by the way, I'm reading this right off of comicbook.com, because I, I, I think a shout outs to uh, John Averden, because I think he put this, this opening statement great. The long gestating, I love that word, that's why I wanted to read it. The long gestating Masters of the Universe movie has found its He-Man and a new home. The project was previously being developed by Sony Pictures. So luckily for them, Sony's out. <laughs> is now a joint venture between Mattel Films and Netflix. And, ready for it? West Side Story's Kyle Allen slated to play Prince Adam slash He-Man. The film is being directed by Aaron and Adam Nee from a screenplay they co-wrote with David Callahan, known for his work on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Wonder Woman 84. So, very good writer. Uh, well, for at least one of the movies. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> for, for one of the movies. 
Uh, so, uh, first of all, uh, I had to look up because I did not watch West Side Story because nobody, nobody needed that remake. And it bombed big time. Yeah, it did. It got, the, it got the old... But, or better yet, it got the... And not that it blew up. It just was a bomb. But I looked up Kyle Allen, and he does not look like a guy the size of He-Man. No. Thoughts on Kyle Allen... And the He-Man movie now, good for them, by the way. Celebrate good times. You're no longer owned by Sony, which means the movie could possibly be better. I mean, Netflix isn't too much better, but better than Sony. What are you guys thinking about this uh, news? Well, I mean, he, he might be a good Prince Adam. So, true, true. So, so yeah. they might go full on um, Lou Ferrigno and like just bulk him up when he turns into He-Man. That or do like dude from, uh, oh, wow. free Rock. guy, yeah, free guy, because that's basically all they did there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the only thing they can do. Yeah. I just find it funny that we still haven't gotten any idea of a Thundercats movie. Oh, I don't know. This this is this seems like a weird casting. Like it is. Uh, they're, yeah, they're it's definitely have to pump in some CGI to like bulk cheap. him up. Unless, unless he's like on some like insane regimen right now where he's putting on some mass. He won't even get that big though. Like Chris Hemsworth, he's not he's not Chris Hemsworth body style. Like and even it, if yeah. he puts on mass, he's that was not the first gonna, person I thought of. I mean, yeah. a younger Chris Hemsworth is the is the person yeah. I would have been looking for. Of course, right now Chris Hemsworth has bulked up to two hundred and eighty five pounds recently because he's playing Hulk Hogan in a biopic. Um, which I mean, Hogan has been making comments about how brother back then I was three hundred and thirty pounds. Also, he did it without steroids. So, I mean, there's a big difference between you guys there anyways. Yeah. Hogan needs to go take his leathery, tiny <laughs> dick and shut the fuck up. But uh, I don't even know how he gets a movie. I don't. I really don't. After all the bad he's done for wrestling, the world, people of the orange complexion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know what else to say. Although, people with the orange complexion, that don't do good for themselves either. Because there was that, uh, you know. President Cheeto there. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I, I really feel like something like we shouldn't be surprised when an orange complexioned, you know, <laughs> person, person says some racist bullshit. What? Well, I think for February it needs to be Hulk Hogan month. We're taking it back. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't switch sides now. You are you were a hero for you oh, know no. you were a hero for your Hulk. You you got us banned. By the way, if you guys don't know, we'll talk. We'll just briefly say we are banned. On Twitter from Hulk Hogan because Diesel wrote about you know, no matter what you do you're still a racist piece of shit after his bullshit apology and uh, we got a lot of traction we got a lot of retweets including from the official Black Lives Matter and I think that that's exactly why uh, we got banned but that's fine because fuck that piece of shit oh, that's yeah. all I'm saying yeah when you apologize for your racist tapes that came out and your apology sums up into be careful what you say you never know who's recording now I'm sorry for what I said and, and it's not even not that. that I didn't mean it. And it's not even that. There was the fact that every person that worked for WWE had to get flown out to Pittsburgh, of all places, of all Pittsburgh. places, Pittsburgh, to attend this fucking meeting where he just pretty much said, "Hey, I don't apologize for what I said. I apologize for getting caught. Fuck him." <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, even worse, African American wrestlers who didn't accept the apology uh, were chastised for not accepting said apology. Yeah, uh, oh. yeah. It was a piece of piece of shit move. Fuck, fuck Hulk Hogan. Like Shiki Baby would say, fuck the Hulk Hogan's. And by the way, 
there was a sign at the front row of the uh, of Royal Rumble that said that uh, in honor of Cheeky Baby and Cheeky Baby approved. Yeah, we all love the Iron Cheek. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, though, that is going to be it for this week's edition of the Nerd News. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're gonna hit Diesel's movie triple stuff, and then it'll be time for the Diesel's movie club review of the week. Ready to rumble! What's up, nerds? Tyler Mack here from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Now, you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds, Rich, Ron, and Diesel, our Nerd Council Brothers. After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating and a review, and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Had a kind of slow week in the box office. Coming in at number five, The Kingsman with another $1.8 million. Number four again on this list, $1.9 million for Redeeming Love. The lovers are out already. Uh, Sing 2 pulls another $4.8 million, making all the monies in the world. Uh, number two this week, Scream with $7.4 million. Pointing out, it made over $100 million worldwide. So congratulations, yep. and guess there will be sequels. And Spider-Man No Way Home laughs at that pitiful $100 million, <laughs> <laughs> pulling in another $11 million domestically for a total gross of $735 million. That's a domestic gross. It's yes. already it's on its way to $2 billion worldwide. <laughs> yep. I just want to throw it out there, and I think it moved up to five or four on the all-time list right now. Yeah. So they're killing it, which we expected to happen, and uh, that's cool. Uh, on the note, uh, well, I'll let you do the upcoming films first. got to talk about something that's funny. All right. Upcoming this week, February 4th, we have Moonfall. Yeah. We will be doing a special episode to review that. We've already talked. Well, it won't be an episode. It'll just be uh, us or our review. But <laughs> yes, we'll be doing that on this network. <laughs> More importantly, Jackass Forever. Which will be next week's Diesel's Movie Club review. Wah, wah. And also coming out this week, The Worst Person in the World. Last Looks, The Long Night, and The Wolf and the Lion. And then coming out next week on February 11th, Death on the Nile, Marry Me, <laughs> uh, Blacklight, The In-Between, I Want You Back, and Super Cool. What? I'm going to say this. The, sec- the newest trailer for Death on the Nile actually has me going, I might see that movie. I'm being serious. So we'll have to play it by ear whether that's going to be the movie review or not. I'm not sold completely, but the, the last trailer was like, it looked better than the first trailers. Okay. However, I will be saying this. My wife is looking at me the other day at uh, George's house because uh, Bury Me is not just going to the theaters. It's also going to be on the Peacock. And she's like, oh, we should watch that. I'm like, fuck my life. Ooh, watch that and have sexy times. <laughs> With feet. Listen, no. First of all, no feet. <laughs> Secondly... Sexy times to fucking marry me? I don't know, man. I don't I mean, know. That's going to make me do the opposite. It's going to make me want to fucking just jab myself in the throat. It's Owen Wilson and J-Lo. In 2022, what's sexier than Owen Wilson and J-Lo? Everything. <laughs> right now, 
like two guys of average stature fucking each other is a way better choice. And I'm not, and I'm not even talking about hot guys. Like obviously, I'm always in for Jared Leto. Right? I'm always in for Shamar Moore. I like I'm talking about guys our size. I would rather watch a porn with like guys that look like me and you going at it. Why do you have to say our size? Why are you excluding young Mr. Peter Dinklage? Uh, because because that at least brings some comedy to the table. Yeah, okay. I just want to throw that out there. If that makes somebody mad at me, fuck them. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that brings us to this week's top three. This week's top three is your top three families in entertainment. You know, Hollywood royalty, music, whatever. What real are the families. Real families. Real families in entertainment. You know what? I know why you picked this because of our movie club pick. But still, speaking of which, number three on this list is going to be the Arquettes. Because they're kind of a dynasty, although they've not really produced as many movie stars as you would like to think. But they've produced enough. Uh, the number two on my list is the, uh, and I know you're going to like this one. It is basically a mixture of the Kurt Russell Hawn dynasty. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Mind you, I know Kurt Russell is not technically not, uh, what's her name's father? Kate Hudson's, Kate Hudson's father. father. But I still am including that whole family. Okay. And of course, I know you like Wyatt Russell, yep. especially after uh, uh, the winter, or no, sorry, Captain America. Yep. It was Falcon, but remember, they did change it to Captain America in the Winter Soldier. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm going to put them in there. And by number one, fuck it. I don't give a fuck if Joe Jackson beat them all. The Jacksons, maybe. <laughs> the Jacksons. Nothing beats the Jacksons. Uh, go ahead. Well, actually... Joe Jackson beat the shit out of the Jacksons, but nothing else beats the Jacksons. He beat stardom into them. Yeah, uh, except for Tito. Fuck Tito. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I like Tito, too. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, Jacksons will be number three for me. Uh, the the Waynes family. Yep. <laughs> All them. I mean, that's some of the best comedy out there. And uh, probably number one, I'm just going to go old school, because why the f- we wouldn't have uh, everything that we had, the Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, we're going to start out with the number three. Probably the biggest one in Hollywood. We're going to go with the Coppola family, which then yep. transcends down to Nicolas Cage, but massively great director. Everyone might hate his daughter for ruining Godfather 3, but she, in her own right, is a great uh, director. Oh, absolutely. Great director. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, I'm also going with the Wayans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, so much comedy there. Number one, we're going into the world of music. We're going to the world of movies. The Gordy family. Oh, nice. <laughs> Especially after you had to look all of them up when we watched The Last Dragon. <laughs> and who would have known that Young Rockwell was a member of the Gordy family? Young Rockwell? Well, the fact that he got work. That was, we knew he was connected somehow. <laughs> well, you know, he was one of the mistress's kids. That's, that's an even better takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, but yeah, he, he launched the careers with his penis of many uh, R&B and rap and pop sure. stars these days. <laughs> Well, uh, let's buy that. Let's go over to the Diesel's Movie Club movie review for this week. And, of course, this week in the movie club, because myself and Diesel were up in Geneva and we were watching the Royal Rumble, and I know uh, Ron checked out the Royal Rumble as well, we decided to go with the year 2000 classic, Ready to Rumble. Of course, we're going to keep this in the normal thing, so we're going to give you, uh, we're gonna give you the, the info. We're going to give you the synopsis right from Google, so that way there's no spoilers. And last but certainly not least, we're going to give you our recommendation or no recommendation. And even though this is a 22-year-old film now, by the way, uh, we are still going to abide and give you the spoiler drop before talking spoilers. So if you've never seen it, you still have up until then to see if you should see it or not. If not, uh, you will... 
uh, come back later on. Or if you don't give a fuck about a 22-year-old movie being spoiled, then stay around and listen anyway. So let's talk about it. It was released on April 7th the in the year 2000. It's got a 107-minute runtime. It was distributed by Warner Brothers, and it was a produce. It was a production. The production companies involved were Outlaw Productions, Bel Air Entertainment, and Tolan Tolan Robbins Productions. Uh, it is uh, based on characters by World Championship Wrestling. I shit you not. And the writer of the movie was Stephen Brill, with the director Brian Robbins. It was produced by Robert F. Newmeyer and Jeffrey Silver. Cinematography by Clark Mathis, edited by Ned Bastille and Cindy Mallow. And the music was by George S. Clinton. Yes, that George Clinton, by the way. Uh, the movie stars David Arquette, Oliver Platt, uh, Scott Kahn, Bill Goldberg, Rose McGowan, Diamond Dallas Page, Joe Palantonio, Martin Landau, and so many more. Uh, a lot of wrestlers, by the way. We'll dive into that when we're doing our review. And the movie was made with a budget of $24 million. Gentlemen, guess the box office. 98. Wow, that's generous. It made money. Nah, I don't think this made any money. Because <laughs> I don't remember hearing anything about it. To 13. So give a guess. 13? Yeah. Ron, you were closer. 12 and a half million. Yeah, Ooh, I didn't, I don't didn't make it. its money back. It was yeah. a bomb. It was a dud. Yeah, I didn't. In the box office. So with that being said, uh, here is the synopsis right from Google so we can avoid any spoilers. Gordy Boggs, played by David Arquette, and Sean Dawkins, played by Scott Kahn, are best friends who operate a sewage truck and idolize pro wrestler Jimmy King, played by, played by Oliver Platt. After Diamond Dallas Page obviously played by himself, dethrones their hero, Gordy and Sean embark on a mission to help King get his title back. When they finally track him down, however, they discover that King is not too keen on recapturing his former glory. Can the boys find a way to motivate the fated champ? All right. Now, before we kick it over to the spoilers, it is time for a recommendation or no recommendation. I'm going to start with Ron. Would you recommend 2000's Ready to Rumble? If you're a wrestling fan, yeah, because the nostalgia of all the old wrestlers showing up into it, yeah, it's worth it. Uh, the comedy aspect of it is not that great, so if you're not really into wrestling, I, I skip it. But if you're in wrestling, I, I, I say watch it. Diesel, if you're over the age of 35 and you're a wrestling fan, yes. If you do not meet that criteria, either part, no. <laughs> I would drop it down a little bit if you're over the age of 30 because people at 30 still are old enough to remember WCW. So I'll even go a little further. If you are old enough to remember WCW and watch WCW, whether you liked it or not, yes, please check out this movie. You will have fun with it. If not, if you do not fall in that, stay the fuck away from this yeah. movie because it is definitely not for you. <laughs> With that being said, though, it is time to play the drop because we are going to go over to uh, that time of the show where we do it once again. And why is it not there? There it is. All right, we are in the spoiler zone. So if you're still here, that means you don't care if it gets spoiled. So we're going to do it like we always do. The good, the bad, the ugly. And this one's a pretty one, pretty easy one to surmise. Being that I'm the biggest wrestling fan here for once, I will start off. And we're going to start off with the good of this movie. Uh, first of all, if you are a wrestling fan, this movie is a... And especially if you remember WCW, this movie is a good movie to see some of your uh, beloved wrestlers of the time. Especially if you were a fan. In a new light, it was a lot of fun. I mean, in this movie alone, you have Bill Goldberg and Diamond Dallas Page, but you also have Sid Vicious, you have Sting, you have uh, you have uh, Juventud Guerrera, the Disco Inferno. 
Uh, you have, you know, so many people show up in this. Bam Bam Bigelow, the late great yep. Bam Bam Bigelow's in this. And Chris Canyon. <laughs> who better than Canyon? <laughs> uh, but with that being said, there's so many great people in this movie. And so the, from the wrestling aspect. Now, also positive of this movie, Martin Landau. Dude, Martin Landau plays Sal Bandini, <laughs> former professional wrestling world champion back in the golden age, who's going to train these boys in the Jimmy King how to wrestle, get back to the basics. As a matter of fact, it's great. He's like, Sal Bandini, want to wrestle? Yeah. Is his catchphrase. He's one of the... He is the best shining light in this movie. Like, when you talk about the best part of this movie, I, without a shadow of a doubt, is Martin Landau. Played into a close second by Oliver Platt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oliver Platt is another actor who I think you guys need to look at. He has been in some bad movies, let's be honest. But he is never bad in a movie. Yeah. He's, he's under that John Goodman role. Yeah. And this movie is no different. And we've seen him in tongue-in-cheek comedies before, but never a straight comedic you know, role and this is a straight comedic role and he's amazing in this yeah. role. I really actually liked his parts of the movie. I, I specifically like when he goes back to see his wife and son in the trailer park. <laughs> of course, his uh, wife is played by uh, Caroline Ray. Yep. And uh, his son has got braces. He's like, oh man, you're ugliest sin. He <laughs> says it out loud to his son. He's like, oh man. He looks over at the other boys while they're, while they're standing there. And he goes, he's like, that kid's not only just dumb as a box of rocks, but he's ugliest sin. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kicks him in the dick. He's like, oh, the humanity. <laughs> that comes back many a times in this movie. Yep. And I love the fact he's like, I'm going to do right by you finally. I know you don't believe that. And I'm also going to get that boy a goddamn good orthodontist. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the movie outside of Martin Landau. So I, I, I got to say, those are my two big shining parts. Diesel, I know you're a fan of this movie. Uh, what would you like Would you? What would you like to add in? Sorry, The, the two main stars of the movie, you know, being Scott Kahn and David Arquette, I thought did a phenomenal job. They were like, they were going to be like the next... It, comedic actors and it just never worked for them but like I love these guys and everything that they do so seeing them do this in a more comedy role was a very fun back in the day um and uh, uh that's, that's fine that's it that's it Ron you want to add anything to the good list in like the nostalgia of watching I just watched it today I was late picking up uh, Diesel because I put it on right after I got out of work and just letting it go through while I got ready and it's just the nostalgia of all the wrestlers was great like if, in the concept of the final match the steel cage oh, on top the of a triple seat, cage. cage match like I like <laughs> that's actually kind of funny and over the top the, I, wa- I want to say when used in the movie fine yeah when they did it in real life not so not much, so much. No. <laughs> but like it, it it's it's a good story it's a wholesome story uh, it's it is what it is. The comedy of Oliver Platt hitting his cues on this was great. Yeah. Uh, just you know, the other two, yeah, they hit their spots too. But yeah. it's just just a weird story overall. All right, so now let's go to the dislikes, and I feel like this is going to be a little longer. I, I'll start off by saying, I, I'm Ron mentioned it in the non spoiler part, but I'll I have to say, this movie for being a comedy is not really funny. Like there's funny parts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I, I said most of my most of the com- co- comedy, the good parts of the comedy, come from either Martin Landau or Oliver Platt. As far as like Khan and Arquette go, they're fine acting in the movie, but like their comedic lines aren't very good. And I don't think it was because of them. Yeah. I think they were delivering lines just fine. I think it was the writing. Uh, and I think that you know Landau and Platt just happened to go above and beyond and hit those notes. That brings us to one of the villains of the movie is Rose McGowan. And she plays a Nitro girl 
and her name is just a little bit of Sasha. That's it. I can remember. And uh, she le- leads on that she's with Joe Palantano, but she's leading on David Arquette to get the information. You know, this is what we find out during the movie. The only good part about Rose Begotten in the movie, she's fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. She was horrible in this yeah. movie. Like, she played, like, like her character was supposed to be this conniving girl who was supposed to be smart, but she came across as stupid. Even when, she, like, she was trying to act dumb at times, but then it comes across as she's supposed to be smart. She's not. Yeah. She's horrible. Her yeah. lines are bad. Once again, I don't think it's on her, as per se, as far as the lines. Obviously, that's on the writers. But her delivery was yeah. bad on everything. I felt like she was just there. And like, once again, not complaining about what she was wearing. It's fucking hot all movie. Let's be honest. But that's that. You know that. For, that, for that, that and fifty cents won't get you a coffee. Uh, Joe Joe Palantino, who we know is a great actor, horrible fucking villain. This movie. Now, mind you, it's not because he can't play a villain. Because remember, great villain in the Matrix, great villain on the Sopranos. This dude plays fucking villains all the time. I think the only movie where he's the hero is Bad Boys when he's the chief. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know like in the fact that in this movie I was just like yeah, yeah you didn't do was, it for me at he all. Was bad in this. And that's that's my overall. The writing sucked and it didn't come across as funny most of the time even when it was supposed to be unless it was the uh uh Sal Bandini uh portions especially when he sneaks up on that they're trying to beat him up in his house the wrestlers are yeah. and he ends up beating up Sid Vicious and Bam Bam Bigelow and Canyon and they're like how the hell did an old man get out, get, get you and he's like he was so quick. <laughs> it was fucking crazy there. I like those parts and of course like I said the plat parts especially getting kicked in his dick and every time oh the humanity <laughs> and like shitting on his kid and everything like those were those were funny outside of that not so much yeah. and the writing was bad and, and the acting other than the four that we mentioned were good very bad I mean then the wrestlers mind you I, I mean actually I think the best acting out of any wrestler in that movie Bill Goldberg yep yes especially <laughs> the scene where he's like he's like why should I forgive you last time I tagged with you you puked on me he's like He's like, it was an accident. I had some bad heat. He was like, it's because you got drunk the night before. He was like, it got me good. It got me good heat, didn't it? He was like, you were my tag partner. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, so that was fun. But outside of that, yeah, I, I like I said, very bad writing. Didn't hit well. It should. Diesel. The portrayal of wrestling being 100% real <laughs> was... In, in an age where we already had Tough Enough. Yeah, it, that just, it, did, it doesn't fly. It never flies. I'm not saying, like, you know, go into the whole world of professional wrestling, but just do something a little bit different than, you know, these guys are actually out there trying to beat each other for championships when, yeah, no. It, it, the, 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 the view on wrestling itself was a little heavy-handed and just cheese-dicky. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the basic storyline was simple. You know, these... Guys idolize the king, and they wanted to get him back on top. And uh, bullies the, along the way. The, the timing doesn't work out so well with that whole yeah. story when you watch it. Now. I do like the fact that they did come and find him drunk, though. Yeah, because that makes dress, sense. Dressed as a woman, and, and dressed as a woman. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was now because it was woman's night. Yeah, yeah. For you, it's, it's half it's half price beers, guys. What are you talking about? But, yeah, I remember when this movie first came out, I definitely enjoyed it. And I, I, I still do enjoy it, but it is not good cinema. 
You want to yeah. tag anything else for the uh, bad, Ron, that we didn't yeah. mention or even double down on some? I mean, if you have to really put it next to something else, and some, Kevin Smith did it better with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> They're pretty much, close to the same, pretty much close to the same movie. It's the wrestling equivalent of yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Only if Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back wasn't as funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, before we give our scores, you know. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> well, since coming back, Diesel has been on a, on a tear. Retaining champion, can, can Ron finally knock him down? We're going to find out, because it's time to play the game. That means uh, we play by prices, right? Rules, whoever comes closest without going over gets the point, unless it's the uh, tiebreaker, and in the tiebreaker, it's closest to the number, because we don't do fucking ties here. And, of course, we make it interesting sometimes. It's worth two points. Last week, we had to do that. <laughs> Last week, we literally had to go to that, make it worth two points just to make it interesting. So, with that being said, gentlemen, are you ready? Yep. So. Let's get ready to rumble. I could have just had Bruce Bu- or Michael Buffer's voice because I have it for the show. All right, here we go. Ron, you go first. You're the challenger. IMDb out of ten using points. What did they give? Ready to rumble. Five. Four. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron gets the point. Five point four out of ten. Oh, can Ooh, you believe wow. that? Diesel, we got a newcomer. TV Guide. Oh, Jesus Christ. Out of 100%, what did TV Guide give Ready to Rumble? 22. Ron? 32. Diesel gets the point to tie it up. 23%. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Ron, you get to go first here. And for a chance to win, what did Rotten Tomatoes give Ready to Rumble out of a 100%? 13. Diesel? 30. Give me a little room. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner and new Ooh. champion, Ron. 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but for funsies, let's two Google users. Diesel out of 100%. What did Google users give Ready to Rumble? Quickly, though, I got to say, I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie on TV Guide before. That being said, Google users, they like to rate high 50. Ron. 49. <laughs> Diesel would have gotten it. 75% for Google users. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, well, with that being said, it's time for us to give our scores. Of course, I will give my critic score at the end, but we're giving the nerd score. And we can remember the nerd score is an entertainment score. So that means bad movies like this one <laughs> do have actually a chance because we always like to point out a movie like Maximum Overdrive, which myself and Ron very much like, would get a four on our scale. But if you rate that movie as a critic, it's a two or below easily. I think I actually last check, I had it at a one point. No, I moved it up to a two just because it entertains me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So there you go. Uh, So that's how it is. So here's the scale as follows. If it gets a one, it's a no. That means don't watch it. Don't see it. Don't ever go look at it. What are you thinking? If it's a two, it means you've been warned. That means the movie is not it's, it's not the worst thing you could ever watch. It's not the no. But at the same time, it isn't good. There's no reason to really go out of your way to see it. And if you do see it, you've been warned that it's not good. Three is meh. It's good. Because it's right in the middle. That means it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. You probably shouldn't go pay the money to see it in the theater. Probably shouldn't pay the money to go rent it on Amazon. But if it's on Netflix or any other streaming service you have... Go ahead, give it a watch, give it a gander. 
Next up is Just Take My Money. That means if it's in the theater, pay to go see it. That means you might even think about renting it on Amazon or buying it digitally or in physical copies because you might like it that much. It's worth money. It's, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a great movie. That leaves one last thing, and that's five, and that is Certified Nerd, and that's Rarefied Air. That is saved for the only the best of the best movies. That means you should not only go see them in the theater, probably go see multiple times, buy it on Blu-ray, Rent it, digital it, put it in your, in, your, in your calendar to watch frequently. It is a great movie. One of those movies that hit Certified Nerd for all of us. I, well, two out of three of us was uh, Last Night in Soho, correct? Yeah. And then uh, last one, I think there was all three of us, was actually uh, Endgame. Or no, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. Because I, I came up on mine because I, I was in between and I, you guys both gave it a five and I was like, yeah, it is worth it. So there you go. Spider-Man No Way Home. I keep forgetting that Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home has, has hit that list. <laughs> With that being said, though, it's time for us to give our scores for this. Diesel, we'll go in this order. Diesel, what did you give Ready to Rumble? I think if you asked me this five years ago, I would give it a three. Now I'm at a two. You've been warned. Ron. I have to agree after rewatching it today. Even though I love Oliver <laughs> Platt in this whole movie and anything he does, I got to go with a two. I'm going to say this. For me personally, I will watch this movie not like on a yearly basis or every other year, probably five to ten years in between watchings, and I will chuckle and I'll laugh about the things because it's nostalgia to me. With that being said, I give it also a two, you've been warned, <laughs> because I don't think that's saving. And I would also say this. If you're not a wrestling fan, I would say this is just a no. Yeah. But if you have any ounce of wrestling fan in you, this is a two. If you see it on TV, watch it. If you've seen it in the past, it's worth It's not going out of your way to watch. But if you're fucking bored one day, you will get some chuckles out of it. You're probably just better off to go to YouTube and watch the highlight reel of it, which yeah. is basically uh, Alvar Platt getting kicked in the dick in, <laughs> in Sal Bandini. But outside of that, you're right. So with that being said, let's give him my critical score. Listen, this movie, despite the fact that I really liked Platt's performance and I really liked Landau's performance, let's be honest. This movie was written for shit. The storyline was fucking unbelievable. I hate the fact that in 2000, when the world knew that wrestling was was a work, because once again, Tough Enough was one of the top rated shows on MTV, they decided to go, oh, wrestling is real, yeah. uh, which was stupid. Uh, like I said, the, the writing's atrocious. The cinematography in this film is horrible. Mm -hmm. It is like they took a fucking episode of Nitro. It's like they used a camera crew <laughs> from Nitro to they shoot this did. fucking film. It is atrocious because by 2000, Nitro was unwatchable. Yeah. Like This is where WCW started to fall. We're talking when this movie came out, less than a year later, Vince McMahon buys WCW. You know that, right? Yeah. In March of 2001, WCW was purchased by World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah. 2001. So we're less than a year. This is April of 2000, less than a year later. Of course, this does lead to David Arquette becoming WCW world champion. The only good thing to come out of it. Someone that's getting much. credibility to that belt. Listen, listen, I'm with you, <laughs> believe it or not. But with that being said, this movie is it's just bad all around. The only saving grace is this film. The only thing that gives this film a little bit above like being like one of the worst movies I've ever seen is I do find it entertaining as a wrestling fan and those two characters. Well, with that being said, my critics score of this is a one and a half out of ten. I, I, I tried to give it a two, but I can't. <laughs> it's not down below a one like some other shitty movies. It's, it's definitely better than the Chernobyl Diaries of the world. It's definitely better than the, uh, uh, you know, fucking Last Call and all that bullshit and some of those other great movies that we talked about in the past. Is it better than the Eternals? Ratings wise, <laughs> by critic score wise, yes. Because remember, I gave the Eternals. I think I gave the Eternals a four out of five, a four and a half out of five. So yes, 
Yes, it is. Um, this it's not it's not as good as even the Eternals. This movie is bad. But once again, I will I watch bad movies from time to make yeah. me chuckle. And there is a good YouTube. Let's just type ready to rumble into YouTube, and it'll take you through all the good scenes. It's only like a ten minute video, but you'll have fun, and it's more it's, it's more it's better served your time. With that being said, that's going to bring us to the end of Diesel Movie Club. But remember, next week on this show, Diesel Movie Club review will be Jackass Forever. And then, of course, next week, we'll also be putting out, sometime during the week, uh, a secondary review, and that will be Moonfall. So we're going to do two reviews next week. One is a special episode, so to make sure you're tuned in here on the 3FN. With that being said, it's time for some shameless plugs. So that means if you hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any search bar for any podcast provider and booyakasha, there we are. Of course, remember, for everything we talk about in this, it's the number three, not the word three. And of course, while you're there on that podcast provider, you know what you should do? You should smash that follow or subscribe button, whichever they have, so our show gets delivered to you automatically each and every week. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're gonna like our page. You're gonna you're gonna find our page, then you're gonna like our page, then you're gonna comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we're at Three Fat Nerds Pod on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember for all the social medias, use that hashtag three FN pod. I don't think we said anything inflammatory today, so we probably shouldn't get any emails. But if you do, three fat nerds pod at gmail.com even if you do send that we probably don't give a shit just don't <laughs> throw that out there here's my double down of course uh go ahead and make sure you're following us on tw- on twitch twitch.tv slash 607 podcast remember every monday night 8 p.m eastern standard time myself and ken m from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607 tws go ahead and join the chat and make sure, of course, if you can't catch it live, you can watch the replay on twitch.tv slash podcast, or you can hear it in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts starting late Monday night, because after we're done, I render it all down and everything. So late Monday night, booyah kasha, anywhere you find great podcasts, 607TWS. Of course, also on the Twitch channel, we do movie nights and we do other events, including coming up here soon. We're knocking on the door of that fourth anniversary. Just throwing that out there. Uh, We've been doing this thing for a while. Four full, almost four full years. Almost four. Then we got the fifth one next year. But anyways, with that being said, keep your eyes on twitch.tv slash some podcast. Make sure you're following. It's absolutely free. And guess what? It does support us. But if you would like to support us monetarily... Ah, it's easy, too. For as little as $1 a month, you can do that over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Get a ton of extra bonus content for as little as $1. And guess what? You help support the streams, the show, and everything else we do here. And 8122productions slash 607podcast. So remember to support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash Eight one double deuce P R O D ah goddamn P R O U D U C T I O N S dot com. You spelled proud four times, by the way. <laughs> by the way, it's eight one two two P R O D U C T I O N S dot com. How I'm doing your fucking eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions. To be fair, I did erase it off the board, so that's why he's having struggles. And then I, Ryan wasn't even doing anything this no, time. No. Usually you're staring at him. Usually I try to stare at him or throw him I off, know. but the, I've been I've been stopping. But anyways, eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions. Find out more about the Three Fighters podcast six zero seven TWS. Friends of the show like the Ultra Duro Parlay Hour podcast and our good friends over there at Sci Fi Horror Fest. Also, also while you're 
at it. You can find out about the musical guests you hear on the show. I should say guests. There they acts that you hear player music. Today, of course, every show, you hear us open by our good friend Shout at the Robots, Shout at the Robots who do our theme song. And, of course, during the break this week, we played Floodlands, and that's also the that's song's called Ruins. It's the theme for 607 TWS. But also you can find out information for Tom, Joe, Lou, uh, Second Suitor, uh, the Jasons, and, of course, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. Go ahead and support all of them on Bandcamp, Spotify, and YouTube Music. Also, while you're there, you got the link. If you would like to support the show, you got the uh, monetarily the link to the Patreon's there. So isn't the link to our T Public Store. It's there as well. Get some cool merch and help support the show monetarily. Of course, the, the Twitch link is there as well. Uh, also, for all of this, before I get into the finals here, for anything we just listed, all the links and everything, they are in the description for the podcast below in the show notes. So just go ahead and you can t- click the hyperlink and go wherever. But if you remember one thing, it should be 8122productions.com because it's the one-stop shop. Also on that website, we have our local sponsors who help us bring this show to you each and every week without having to shove in those pesky commercials. But you know what? We're going to give them a shout out here as well. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That, of course, is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Of course... If you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events or anything going on at the shop, you know what you can do? You can like their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing. Look at it, 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. Would you be ready to put the pride back in your ride? Don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds that you. Oh, Ronald! One out of ten stars. Garbage. This movie is about a week long and super boring. I liked the books when I was a little kid. Then I grew out of them before I was ten. Uh, as as I wasn't bothered for the books, I had no particular expectations for the film. I still found the film unbearably boring. I stopped watching about halfway through the movie, and after what seemed like six hours, I honestly have no idea why the films in the ch- childish books they were based on are well-liked. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, just sucks, people. There you go. No arguments from Diesel this week. With that being said, that brings us to the absolute end of this show. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys were entertained and we brought the funny and everything else that we normally do. Remember, we'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, to bring you the nerd news, Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff, and of course, Diesel's Movie Club review segment, which, of course, next week will be Jackass Forever. I gotta say forever. Forever. I should get the uh, the the, the uh, Terry Mark. Funk. No, the Terry oh. Funk. The Terry. Forever. Forever. <laughs> For life, if it was, if you know, we're NWO over here. But with that being said, uh, that'll be next week. Until then, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And all I have one thing left to say, and that is later, nerds. Later. Let me set up a step stool, and Peter Dinklage, you can eat my ass. Oh, Lord of the Rings just sucks, people.
built up too many fences to let this get the best of me. You can't just forget it, because it will manifest. I'm not getting any rest as it is.